and brightest day and blackest night. All other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's minds. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Vokelman. I'm Mark Marble. And I'm Dan Kurtzke. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 493. All right. You guys ready to talk about Dark Crisis number four? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was that was wrong. It's Dark no, Crisis so... on Infinite Earths number four. No, we're <laughs> supposed to call it a hodgepodge because Mark hates that. <laughs> but let's let's place our bets on, on our maker of Dark Crisis bets right now. Hodgepodge. Uh... <laughs> Mark hates hodgepodge. <laughs> there are things I hate worse, Chad. <laughs> But not D23. <laughs> yeah. No. They're, they're, we, we, we've had worse than D23, too. We've had better, but we've had worse. I think I'm just going to, from now on, make, make either really good attempts or, more likely, really clumsy attempts at segues. <laughs> now, that, that'll just be my thing. <laughs> that, was, that was not a bad That was not a bad segue. <laughs> It's or always, was I, it, Dan? I mean, just... Yeah. <laughs> five, five out of ten. Dan, you, you remember when this podcast first started? I think we've always had an issue, regardless of who's hosting or when, we've always had an issue with transitioning to whatever the topic at hand was. Yeah, like all the segues have always been like, oh, yeah, man, that's great. Hey, speaking of something else that happened on Earth, <laughs> and then that, that was just it. That was all we got. <laughs> Episode 493, Chad's Transitioning. (laughs) We better get at least two episodes out of that one. Oh, but anyways. (laughs) Yes, we're here to talk about, I guess, the highlights, what there were from D23. I'm I'm assuming we're going to spend most of the time talking about the MCU stuff, but obviously there's Star Wars stuff and... Yeah, and then there's Star I was Wars actually, stuff. <laughs> I was actually the most pleasantly surprised by the Star Wars stuff. Because, like, there was things in there that I had no idea was coming, and the stuff I did know was coming is coming sooner than I thought. Like, like I think... I am excited for Andor. That, like, that's a... I think it's being made by the same... Like, some of the same people that made Rogue One. And it's like, hey, let's have, um, like, a TV series kind of set before like earlier in the timeline following some rogue one characters just the trailers make the world look really interesting and it's apparently premiering next week with three episodes dropping on the same day so i'm like holy shit that's great (laughs) it's not i forget is that still dropping the same day as she hulk or is this? Or are they off by? Or they they change the days? Is that Wednesday and She Hulk still? It's Wednesday, right? And She Hulk's Thursday. I I, it's it's either Wednesday or Thursday. Or, uh, no, actually, it is it is a week from? Uh, no, it's the twenty first. Yeah, it's so it's a week from yesterday, and She Hulk is on Thursdays. 
Right. Because I thought they did. Yeah, that they they at least finally got bright enough to figure out, hey, we don't need to drop our own stuff competing against each other. But uh, yeah, and so let's yeah, we can do the Star Wars stuff first. Andor, I think Andor looks somewhat interesting. It's probably because my expectations are kind of like complete middle of the road on this. It probably will be fine. Or I might think it's really, really good. But I can't say I was pumped for that. But but everything I hear about that show is that it's supposed to be fantastic. Whether it is or not. I mean, it's not like we heard, oh, Boba Fett was fantastic. And it didn't look how that turned out. So it's not like we can say, well, we've been burned like this before. Yeah, but I mean, Boba Fett, like you could tell by looking at Boba Fett that that show had the production value of a school play. <laughs> and or I, like you just yeah. looking at how characters are dressed in the trailer, it makes it feel like like this, like really like lived in corner of the world that we're going to like, like this is if there's one strength Star Wars has that comes from, you know, this philosophy that everyone who's ever appeared on screen has to have a backstory and an action figure. It's the fact that every now and then we get these like somewhat outside of the box projects where it's like, all right, let's put, let's put a magnifying glass to this, this corner of the star Wars universe or this certain perspective that we haven't seen before. And it's like, okay, we've ca- we've seen like hey early days of the rebellion stuff before but this we haven't really seen anything that leans into like the uh the everyman side of it or like the pol- like the political intrigue part of it like like they have senators and stuff backing them and we've never really seen how those people have to like do dealings behind closed doors to kind of make that happen and it seems like there's going to be some of that in this show and it's just got it's got the whole rogue one vibe to it plus what i don't remember the actor's names because i never remember actors names but the guy playing cassian andor he's just he's great as that character and the fact that it's it's kind of a double-edged sword like i like the fact that rogue one was this one-shot thing but hey now we get another chance to see more of him play that and i'm like yeah this this is gonna, this this has the potential to be really good diego luna yes uh i i agree they also have more of a blank slate because the reality is they're not they're what we didn't know that much about Aunt cassie and andor where it's like oh you have very little maneuverability now obviously we know where a story ends so that always kind of limits that always raises the specter of how interesting something can be i don't think in this case it cripples it that much because we did we knew so little about him we didn't know how his story began we just know how it ended so you have so you have room to fill in the blanks but i think because so many of the characters i mean other than uh like mon mothma and we assume probably bell organa other than things like that, we don't know who else, if there's going to be any major characters that will show up for a fact that we will recognize because a lot of the stuff is obviously be the beginning of the rebellion, really. The format, the stuff behind the scenes that and how things came together. And like you said, walking that fine line with on the surface, uh, towing the company line, but behind the scenes, <laughs> we want to bring, yeah. we want to set fire to the company's building. Uh, so I am looking forward to I. I think it'll be good. I'm not super pumped for it. I actually think like the tales of the Jedi show was more interesting to me. That too. Like that's another one. I didn't know they were doing that. And I have, I'm really wish I knew like it's a series of shorts, but how short are shorts and how long is that series? Like, cause what they're showing is like, Hey, more, 
more uh, Clone Wars style Ahsoka content. That's great. And the other story they seem to be following is, hey, want to see Count Dooku when he was a Jedi? Yeah, that's yeah, that's another thing that I've never seen before. And now they're doing it like like Star Wars. Maybe it's because they have like a, a more limited sandbox to play in. They seem more more eager to turn over every rock and dig down as deep as they can whenever they do something new. And that that results in them like introducing all these new characters. Like, yeah, I I don't know if we're going to get any more like iconic Star Wars characters in Andor be- beyond who you mentioned. Actually, I, um, uh, Saul Guerrero was in that. Oh, you're right. I forgot second. about Saul Guerrero. You're right. But like Andor is the kind of sh- like when I watch Obi-Wan, I'm like, man, I wonder if Liam Neeson's ghost is going to show up. I wonder if we're going to see Darth Vader do a thing with Andor. I'm just excited to like see people I vaguely know who they are and people who I'm meeting for the very first time. No, I get that. I, I, I agree with that. You know, the man, the other main thing that they gave us was the man, with the Mandalorian trailer, right? Yes. Which look, I mean, which to actually, I gotta be, I have to be honest. I don't think I watched the whole thing of that trailer. Now that I'm thinking about it. I think I just saw the, I think I saw some of the highlights of it. I think I did that on purpose because I, I just don't think I want to know all that much about season three. I think I just want to wait, especially since it's not coming out to next year. It's like, I think I just want to wait. <laughs> yeah. But uh, at least with Star Wars, you have the expectation that some of these things are going to be good because you haven't, because even though Boba Fett, Boba Fett wasn't great by any stretch and Obi-Wan ended well, but it was, could have been, it should have been better. But it, but the this good stuff in it, I think, ended up making you feel a little better about about where things were than how, oh. but oh, Obi Wan, they like they faked me out in the worst way like a week ago, because like they they released a trailer for something. I like I think the title was like like Obi Wan Kenobi a Jedi Returns or something like that. Oh yeah, and the, I'm make, like, the making of the making. Yeah, of. And, I, and I just saw that trailer with that title, with Ewan McGregor's face on the thumbnail, I thought, oh my god, they're announcing a season two? And I was so excited, because I really enjoyed season that the the first season of that show, or the only season, whatever it wants to be called. And, I, and I'm like, wait a second, they released like a minute and a half long trailer for what would be like a dvd extra this is this is bullshit this is just the making of documentary god damn you star wars which was excellent by the way i thought that i'm was sure very... it was great yeah it was better than the it was better than the thor than like the assembled making of thor which i watched which i watched too uh now we'll segue into this real quick just because i know this is some chat will have some thoughts on this even though we didn't actually get this announcement at D23, it kind of was one of those things they didn't talk about conveniently enough. And then like now, now the D23 is over with. It's like, oh, let's subtly do this. The Patty, Je- the Patty Jenkins uh, Rogue Squadron movie, which I think most people have thought, most people I believe really thought this was like DOA to begin with because it's been kind of pushed back and delayed and everything for a long time now that they, 
officially took it off the release schedule, which of course doesn't really mean the project is 100% dead. It just is making it clear that, hey, that release date that we, the, the current release date we had for it, yeah, we're never going to meet that date. So let's just take it away from that movie and give it to something else. But there's probably a strong possibility that this project is not going to be happening. Uh, and, and, and I, and I'll let Chad talk about this before before like Dan and I give our thoughts because I know Chad has I may not I don't think I'm going to agree with all his thoughts but I know Chad has he has feelings about this because you know I didn't say much on all of that just because you know I, I'm not at, like I've said a billion times not as big of a Star Wars guy as some other people uh, Andor is interesting to me because uh, actually I think Rogue One might be one of my favorite of the new films which I don't think is uh uncommon for some other star wars fans too so uh i don't i i to be honest i haven't watched the trailer so i'll have to do that um but that's curious to me i don't know what the you guys didn't mention it but i don't know what's bad batch is but it's not really for me i don't think just based on looking at a couple of stills that i've seen uh tales of the jedi seems interesting to me because i i what dan mentioned about dooku being an actual jedi i've always wondered that because we only really met him when he was kind of fucked up um so uh i've you know what's his story how did he get to that point um and i think that's only six episodes uh total for for that um so and then of course mandalorian is a given uh but as for rogue squadron and does anybody in my I'm addressing the listeners. Does anybody remember the teaser for that? Because it was Patty Jenkins rollerblading down a runway up to a car. And as she was telling the story of her father, who was a, who was a pilot and how much she looked up to him and how she would run outside to see him fly over her head and stuff like that. And then that he was killed in action, I believe. And that she had always wanted to make the best like fighter pilot movie and she was talking about like how, you know, how she uh, how she wanted to do that. And now she gets to do that and combine it with, you know, one of her other favorite things. And then she put on a a, a flight suit and started walking towards an X-Wing. And Green Lantern fans lit up because if you remember reading Secret Origin, the story that as it was titled from Jeff Johns and during his run, that was that's Hal Jordan. <laughs> That's his story. His father being a pilot running off to see him fly over his head. His father wasn't killed in action, but he was killed as a, you know, test pilot to, you know, testing stuff. But like that's <laughs> Patty Jenkins life story is in some ways Hal Jordan's life story. So I was excited for the possibility of this. Uh, and, you know, much like anything, if you see somebody um, is, who has so much creative control over whatever project they're attached to talking about why they're so passionate about it, you can't help but be curious. So despite not being that big of a Star Wars guy, once I saw that teaser and heard Patty's story, I was like, oh, I'm into this. My opinion could change once a trailer hits or something, but for right now, I'm sold. Show me what you got. And then now, like as Mark said, it's not officially canceled or anything, but some it, it's you know, you don't come out with um, an announcement that it's or, or or just news that it's removed from the schedule, and not like say something about oh, but it's not canceled or 
but it's uh you know you know we're playing around with date release dates for the future the project still like you didn't say anything about it which leads speculators to believe it's probably doa but so i can't help but be upset about it uh i i you know again at the end of the day i'm not that massive of a star wars guy so it's not like my heart is broken over it but this was one of the projects i was like oh cool let me see what happens with that and then you know to learn that it's a likely doa is kind of a a kick in the groin i would say my thoughts are i'm thinking of two different things because there was something you said about that uh Oh, the the Bad Batch, it, that's just following up on Clone Wars stuff. That's just a bunch of... Yeah, I never watched Clone yeah, Wars. I, I, I've been meaning to, but I never watched it. Yeah, if it you want... Good. It, Clone Wars is one of those shows where it starts out incredibly rough, but by, like, the final two, three seasons is some of the best Star Wars content out there. And Bad Batch is kind of a continuation off of that with a new set of characters post some big world-changing events in the star wars universe uh i've watched season one it's a good show i don't know how it would be as as like your gateway into this animated section of star wars but yeah i'm looking forward to season two yeah i didn't like the bad batch in being introduced in clone war especially the final i mean especially their episodes in the final season of the clone wars i didn't like that at all oh yeah it was like to me that's the talk about it was like the w- worst possible way to begin the final season because that's not because in all honesty nobody didn't really give a shit about that you only cared about but they were bringing Ahsoka back and then you knew how everything was supposed to segue into tying this into Revenge of the Sith at the end that all being said so I went into Bad Batch not really expecting to give a rat's you know what but I thought I thought Bad Batch season one was pretty good and they did do a nice job of trying to transition from the end of the Clone Wars into the beginning of the empire period yeah i was i was the same way like i i think part of the reason is because like when you when we found out oh there's gonna be a final season of the clone wars and it was only like six episodes or something short and the expectation was all right we're gonna deal all with the mainline stuff and a third of it is following this new group of characters doing something totally unrelated to the people and events that we were showed up to see. So like maybe if I went back and rewatched their, their uh, clone wars arc, I would like it more, but I did not care about them in the clone wars final season at all. And yet when their show started, I was, I got on board really quickly. I did too. And and then that's another classic, ex- another classic example of how, if you end strong, you can erase a lot of sins because that final, the final four episodes of the clone wars were so good. The yeah. whole thing from the time from when, from Ahsoka coming back and dealing with Darth Maul and, and then dealing with the the final two episodes that were in sync with, with the events of revenge of the Sith that yeah. makes up for that, for everything else in the season, which was okay. But the end was so fantastic. So that's the value, the value of sticking the ending for for Rogue Squadron, I'm less I'm less bummed about this because I think Patty Jenkins, she kind of you know she kind of you know what it to bed with Wonder Woman 1984 to a large extent, and then a lot of the problems that were in Wonder Woman 1984 
or similar issues to what she had making the first Wonder Woman. It's just that they just weren't as glaring and things helped or thing things didn't quite go downhill in the same way. There were more positives that outweigh the negatives in the first mo in the first movie. But there were so many things that went wrong in Wonder Woman 1984. And again, all the word on the street is pretty much this is because of Patty Jenkins. Not because because the studio knew what she was doing wasn't working. And we talked about this. The studio supposedly had all the issues, all the issues that, the, that that a large percentage of people had watching this movie, the different things about how, you know, there's not really a lot of action in this movie. And, and even like, like the whole kind of rapey stuff with, you know, Chris Pine's character or the who Chris Pine is inhabiting uh, that. All that stuff the studio had issues with, but Patty Jenkins just kind of said, hey, just trust me, it'll work out. And it didn't. So she doesn't, I mean, she has a mixed, I mean, you know, she has like, I think monsters, like the big big thing in her, which is big, in her resume before Wonder Woman. So I don't know. I think, I mean, she was tailor-made for that kind of project. I agree with that. But because because of how Wonder Woman 1984 turned out. And that was, was, again, if we were to believe what we hear on this one, that this was her. This wasn't her being controlled. This was her being left to her own devices. That makes me, and because, and we've had enough problems with Star Wars movies in which Kathleen Kennedy, whose strength is not hiring directors, and then at least hiring directors that are on the same page as her, as far, for better or for worse. So it's like, you need to be on the same page that maybe it's better for this to be another one of those things that fades off into the sunset as opposed to ha- potentially having a nightmare like this, like Solo, where it's like you shoot all this par- huge percentage of the movie and you realize, wow, this is not working and we got to fix it. But it's disappointing, I guess. I can understand it. To me, it's to me, I, like I said, I've, I've thought that movie was DOA for so long. Once they put once they gave you this the spiel about it being delayed just like technically speaking, Ryan Johnson's trilogy or movies are not dead. And if you listen to Ryan Johnson, he's still going to be making them, but it's so unlikely that's going to happen because you know, the fan base is going to automatically be not going to be on board with that. And they're going to come in with a lot of negativity towards that project. It's on, it doesn't mean it can happen. It just means let's put it this way. As long as Kathleen Kennedy's there, there's a shot that's going to happen. When, when finally she gets replaced by somebody else, the odds of that happening are less. But it's the same thing. Could it happen? Could Rogue Squadron end up being resurrected? Maybe. But she's she's got to be doing what unless that's going to get scrapped, too. She's supposed to be doing Wonder Woman three in in the near future. So that's probably going to take precedent over the Star Wars movie anyway. I mean, I'm on the same page as Chad, like like a Star Wars movie focusing on focusing like entirely on a squadron of X-Wing pilots. That sounds really cool. Oh, and is being made by somebody who has like a deep personal investment in telling that kind of story because of events of their own life. That's even better. So like the idea that we might not get to see it is a big bummer. And like, I'm pretty sure the only one of her movies I've seen is that first Wonder Woman movie. And it wasn't the best by any stretch, but it was pretty good. So like I, I don't see. I I don't know. I don't see any real benefit from not at least trying it, you know, like even if it comes out and it's bad, I have a hard time believing it would be any worse than like the fifth worst Star Wars movie. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like it's not like this is a whole catalog of winners. <laughs> it, I don't know. Like so, like we'll talk a little later, but the uh, 
Star Wars as a franchise plays it a lot safer than you would almost expect them to do. Like all the projects that get announced and get trailers and release dates and then just someone just goes, nah, and then it's gone. Like it happens way more often than you think. Yeah. It's, it's, see, for it's beyond just the Patty Jenkins stuff and the stuff that she talked about in that teaser. Once you pitch the idea to me, now I start thinking about like what it would look like, like literally look like, um, you know, the Top Gun esque, uh, you know, even some of the like, you know, some of the times you see pilots doing crazy, even like it's a weird example, but like those moments in independence day when Will Smith, the pilot is like, you know, you know, doing some crazy ass moves in that Canyon. Like just think about that, but with X wings in space. Yeah. And, and the, what you could do with different planets, different environments, the cool things you could potentially do with hyperspace jumps. Like, what does a fighter pilot movie in space look like? I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, there's a lot of Star Wars movies will have X-Wings and their pilots in them, and they'll show up and have, like, a, at least one cool aerial combat scene, but it's it's kind of just that one cool scene and they've never had that, like an actual story, at least in a movie, like just to zero in on them and their experience. And that's like, again, like I agree with you, like it's super compelling. Yeah. Thousand percent. I hear you. I hear you. I think uh, the other, just because I'm looking over on like the vultures breakdown of everything, they they block things out by Lucasfilm, so maybe we should just briefly mention um, oh indie 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 five and Willow the series ah uh, yes Willow is really easy to overlook because because Willow the original was never a big hit so I know I know a lot of people have sentimental attachment to it my brother in law is one of them it's yeah. one of his it's I think it might be his single favorite movie from childhood wow I have never seen Willow is it too late will uh, I not will I not appreciate it as an adult if you can go into it with like, you know, putting yourself in mind of yourself as a kid, like, you know, if, you know, little Dan would have seen this when this was when I was growing up, you know, as opposed to judging it by today's standards, then I'd say, you know, it's worth a shot. And I've never I've never seen Willow, so I can't really I can't really give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I would suspect it's not too late, though. OK, because there's there's some movies like that. Like, I've also never seen the Goonies and I'm like, ah. Uh... It's probably it's probably best to just let that go. Goonies never say die. <laughs> uh, in Indy Five. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. No, but it's it's a vibe. It's like a guess, vibe. Yeah, it's Is like, it Harrison Ford again? Or of course, did, yes. I mean, did they, they try that passing of the torch thing with uh, what's his face? Transformers boy. Yeah. But we don't know if that was ever. I mean, we don't know if that was ever supposed to literally be where they were going to make movies like that. It's symbolically you could have they could have ended the series like that. And that's where you would have assumed in your head it would have continued. But I don't know if they ever really thought, yeah, Shia LaBeouf's going to be. Yeah, I think they kind of knew that'd be a hard sell even before he imploded. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think I mean, obviously, we know nothing about Indy 5. So not a whole lot to say other than Harrison kind of like 
choked up on stage and talked about like how well uh just because i'm not good at actress's name but uh phoebe waller bridge yeah the her uh how well apparently she's doing in the film and stuff like that so uh, i mean it's in it's indie i'm going to watch it no matter what it is um i hopefully they learn some lessons from crystal skull but you know honestly crystal skull after a few rewatches, it's not as bad as I felt when it first came out. Like it, it, it is almost like a guilty pleasure film at this point. Uh, there's still some bad stuff in it, but like, you know, it's indie. There's, there's going to be parts where you're just like, ah, oh, this is fun. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm down. And then Willow, I haven't seen the trail, the, the, the trailer yet. Um, uh, but I'll probably check it out. Cause I, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering what my brother-in-law is going to think about it. He's already wholly boycotted the uh, Lord of the Rings series. Um, So I don't even know if he'll watch Willow. So we'll see. The Willow Willow trailer was almost distracting with how many MCU actors are in it. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's Flash Thompson from the Spider-Man movies. Oh, that's the... uh, Oh, God, the 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 main villain lady from Falcon and Winter Soldier. And there's somebody else on there, too, who I'm forgetting. But it's like it's like all these minor MCU faces that are just in this fantasy world now. (laughs) I also did not watch the Willow trailer because, again, that's not something that I have strong ties to. Though Obviously, Lucasfilm is hoping big time that Willow will take off since they, since other than Indiana Jones, they ain't got nothing else other than Star Wars. Not that, not, not that you would go, you would readily accept not having anything else but Star Wars because that's... Poor, that, poor them! All they have is Star I, I know, Wars. it's like, you still have you still have a license to print money despite the, your great attempts to take away that license on your own. Will, will they be okay? <laughs> I mean, all they have is Star Wars. Now, Indy, I have heard a lot about Indy. Now, if it's true that they actually had two endings of this movie, and to me, if they had, if they actually literally shot both endings and they and they couldn't figure out which ending to go with, then that would be red flag number one because one ending is so glaringly horrible that it would that it would make Crystal Skull look like the best movie of all time. Now, if they go with the if, assuming any of these rumors are true, and they go with the more logical ending. I think people will be okay with it, but it makes me leery because I've heard so many rumors about what how about what the plot of this movie is because it's supposed to involve time travel. So there's a lot of that can be we know time travel can be cool and time travel cannot be cool. So I I don't know. I like to I like to think it's going to be good. Uh, the fact that you'd like to think that since Harrison Ford is so excited, not just emotional about that this is the last time he's playing indie, but that he's seemingly excited about about them but i also don't remember what he's I, I would have to go back and watch the publicity campaign for crystal skull to see if he said something similar about crystal skull so he if he did some say say stuff anywhere in the same ballpark then you got to throw that out and say well yeah a lot of people say that they're, every movie every movie they're in that's coming out is the best as even if they know it's a steaming pile because that's kind of part of the job I thought you were questioning whether it was his last one. I was like, oh, no, please. The vibe he gave on stage was, I'm too old for this shit. I mean, (laughs) let's be blunt. They're so lucky that he survived, not just because he keeps getting hurt in every movie that he makes, including this one, that they're so lucky that he lived long enough to make this movie, considering that the friggin' like the what the 50 going to be 15 year gap since since Crystal Skull. I think Crystal Skull was 2008. That came out. 
that they're so lucky that 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 he even lived long enough to finish to finish this project that yeah i mean I, and I hope that it is a worthy ending of the Harrison Ford run, because, you know, at some point they will absolutely do some kind of reboot of this character because they because they have to. But then again, depending on they could technically not have to do a reboot and continue on in the same world based on the way some of the, the way some of this goes uh, based on the rumors. But the reality is to, for Indy himself. Yeah. I mean, at some point they're going to have to they're going to reboot and do something because it why wouldn't they one week after he dies they're going to <laughs> they're going to release a, a trailer that is just deep fake indiana jones punching deep fake han solo in the face and it's gonna be like the, it's gonna make more money than anything ever has in the history of earth and i'm going to wish i was dead too <laughs> that's that that's when chris pratt will get that phone call <laughs> yeah, hey, we just you do you wanna do you wanna voice Indiana Jones? <laughs> like Harrison just flatlined. The job is yours. <laughs> God. Hey Chris, are you are you busy? Are you are you fil- are you filming Garfield Eleven or should, can you come play Indiana Jones for us? All right. So let's discuss the Marvel stuff, even though in a way some of the stuff it's a, some of the stuff we didn't get, which might be just as interesting as what we did. Uh but Let's let's at least go through quickly before we break it down about about what we did get. We got Secret Invasion trailer. We did get that. We did get and we I'm talking about stuff that was released because they obviously showed things that we did not get to see. Like they showed. I think they showed more Ant-Man and the Wasp stuff, which we did not get to see. Uh, So we had that. We despite the rumors that we were going to, we did not actually get a Scarlet Witch movie announcement. So that was kind of a red herring, no pun intended. That was misleading that people thought that we were getting that announcement at D23 or I had read that we had. And the, and the reality is, no, we did not. So we got so we got that trailer. We had the the confirmation that Shackman is going to be directing. Matt Shackman is going to be directing Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. We got the Thunderbolt cast, mm-hmm. yes, which is interesting. Yes, we'll go over it. Yeah, and what what else am I missing? Is there something you're, you're forgetting about your giant size man thing? That's right. Oh, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm I'm concentrating on I'm concentrating on series. Yes, you're the, forgetting uh, about your favorite Marvel character ever getting a Halloween special. <laughs> I think and I mentioned this to Chad. Part of the reason the Werewolf by Night thing did not make a huge impression on me. Not that I'm saying it looked bad, because I, I, from a from a stylistic perspective, what they were going for, it does concern me. They kind of listed it as a comedy, that that doesn't give me a lot of hope. But but it could be one of those mixed bag kind of things that it's you know it's it's a you know a thriller and a comedy rolled into one. But part of the reason why is because I had read a pretty elaborate breakdown of what this series, what this special was supposed to be, and pretty much what we saw in the trailer would kind of seemingly confirm that that those rumors were probably true. Because man thing, because man thing being in Werewolf by Night was something that that was part of the, the plot, the plot leak or breakdown that that was he was supposed to be have a. I don't think he's supposed to be necessarily in it for long, but I think he's supposed to be a major factor. So the whole Elsa Bloodstone Werewolf by Night man thing, people being gathered, you know, to hunt all the all those things were things that I'd read in the in the the plot breakdown of this thing. I'm hoping this thing is going to be good or at least entertaining. If it's a, I don't want it to be a straight up comedy because that would suck. That's not the way to go. Especially if you're really going down the horror road 
in the MCU, you don't want the first real taste of that being ha 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 ha. I mean, the uh, thing that I want from it is exactly what I got from this trailer, which is something I didn't know could even be a possibility. Like, I I want to turn on that Halloween special and get something that looks like an old mo- film reel that they just found in a, in an attic somewhere. <laughs> I want it to be I want it to be black and white. I want it to have the stylization of the times. I want it to be like I want it to feel like I am watching an old movie. I if 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 I start that streaming that thing and it is in color and it has the audio and visual quirks of a of a normal Marvel thing, I'm going to turn that stream off because that's not what you fucking sold me with this trailer. And it's amazing and I want more of it. I don't see this. This is the part of the, of the of the leak. I don't remember. I know it's I if everything I remember correctly is, yeah, it's going to be black and white. I just don't know if it stays in black and white for all of it. It might. I honestly don't remember when I saw this video on it. I don't remember if at some point it transitioned, even if it's towards the very end of the color. I do think I do think and I, I like I said, this is just barely remembering stuff that I think mo- most of it stays black and white, but I wouldn't bet the farm that it all stays black and white. Show me what the werewolf looks like. That's what I care about right now. Well, my concern That's is going to make or break it for me. Yeah. Cause my con see the reason they're able to turn this around so fast is because <laughs> most of the effects in this are supposed to be practical, but that also makes you nervous. It's not like you can't do a, pr- a good practical werewolf. Cause I mean, you can look at friggin' Lon Chaney, Lon Chaney Jr. and the original Wolfman. That was pretty good for 1941. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I want from them. Like, I I do not want them to say, okay, we have to make a realistic-looking werewolf. No, no. I want the a, just a dude with fangs that are visible with, like, like, hair glued to all around his face so that it looks like the like a classic werewolf don't do a cg anything just do classic vintage werewolf design and makeup yes but good classic werewolf design yeah don't 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 give me suspension of disbelief when i watch it you know what i mean yeah, I don't mean, don't go to Spirit I mean. Halloween and yes, then exactly. make your, your movie. Exactly. But obviously we know, like I said, we we know you can do it because you can even look at uh when Rick Baker, the Rick Baker makeup in the Benicio del Toro Wolfman. Some of that make some of that actual makeup, not the CGI garbage they put in because they couldn't make up their mind or they had, but the actual makeup on him and Anthony Hopkins in that movie is fantastic. So it can it it clearly can be done so in and even when you go back to look at american werewolf in london the stuff that was practical in that movie so yeah you can do it but i'm it just based i guess i'm more concerned based on today's audience and seeing how they will accept that as opposed to me personally that's only so i'm not nervous for me because i because i i have fond i have a fondness for that kind of a makeup and those special effects in those movies so it, it it's in my wheelhouse but i guess i'm more worried how other people will react yeah but i mean in a, in a way marvel is in the same boat as star wars and that they're so big now that they have they have the leeway to take big swings just to see what'll happen and that's that's kind of the most <laughs> exciting thing about the mcu for me at this point like 
so much of it is is so homogenous with like its its style and its tone and its sense of humor that the the things that really excite me is when they just take a hard left turn and do something weird and this looks like one of those weird turns this is weird yeah it's 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 definitely weird so before we roll before we let's get into the thunderbolts let's just i think many people were disappointed we didn't get more fantastic four news i guess technically we don't have to get fantastic four news yet because that movie's not coming out till 2024 the people well, who were disappointed don't understand how it works, though. They just announced the director. Yeah, the but the director's it, involved in casting. Well, the odds are he has some he probably has some influence. It's also probably true that the majority of people they want, they probably already know. And they, it's just a problem. It's probably more they haven't actually signed everybody's contract yet. So they can't announce they don't want to announce people unless until it's. Or the director hasn't screen tested everybody. Yeah, but remember, Marvel's got a lot of Marvel has more say in who gets hired from some of these. I guess. I mean, don't. It'd be different if Shackman was a big name director. If he was big, then you could say, yeah, you know, if this was like, you know, if this was a, if this, if this was, let's say, for the sake of argument, Sam Raimi, and he had to do a do a big do a big casting decision for something that was that you would you might acquiesce and say, okay. Marvel has Marvel has a lot of say. Normally, you you are correct. If you if we were at a different stage in this project, I would say that would be more true. I think the reality is, fant- I think they know what they want to do with Fantastic Four. Maybe maybe there's one of the, one role that can go either way. So maybe they have like they still know who they want, but they have a backup in case the negotiations don't work out. But I would be stunned that they didn't be pretty much in their minds. I have either. At, have know who they want and or have some people sign but not the whole cast and they're not going to announce one or two until you have everybody well don't worry because i guarantee that no matter what happens everybody is going to watch werewolf by night (laughs) and secret invasion specifically because they are convinced with all their heart and soul that all of the fantastic four and all of the x-men are going to show up (laughs) no (laughs) but let's roll let's do let's do thunderbolts so I guess the weirdest thing about that team is the fact, and I, and I know some people say, well, this, it doesn't mean that it can't be interesting or it doesn't mean the characters won't be fun. And that's not the point. The point is just from a skill set perspective, that's a very, not a non very, a not very diverse team to put together. Let's run yeah. them down. Who's on this team. So we have Yelena Belova, who will probably be the leader, uh, Florence Pugh. Yeah, she's your Black Widow. She is your Black Widow. She will probably be the leader of the team in all likelihood. You have Bucky. Bucky's on board. That's one Captain America. Yes, as one Captain America. You have, uh, what's his face? Uh, John Walker. That's not where I was going, but yes, we have U.S. agent John Walker. That's two Captain America. That's two Captain Americas. Red Guardian, that's where I was going. That's three Captain that's Americas. Three ca- that's three Captain Americas. We have Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Nice. I really like that character. The only, the only unique character uh, skill set entirely in the on the entire team. Did she lose her powers at the end of the movie, or did she just get stabilized? Stabilized. Stabilized. Okay. Yes. Okay. They, yeah, they were they were stabilizing her with the powers. Because I don't think that was very clear at the end of that movie. We also there's some wiggle room too because uh, they were they were going into the microverse to harvest particles to help stabilize her when the blip happened. Yes. So we don't actually, 
we haven't seen like, oh, did, did she get the full treatment or a partial or did she have to maybe she had to go elsewhere to get it. And that's how she got here. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Bill Foster <laughs> was still trying to help her somehow. And when things disappear, or unless he got we don't actually really know if he could have got snapped, too. Uh, so we don't. Yeah, we don't. We don't know what the deal is with her. And then we have Taskmaster. Kind of a Captain America. Yes. Yes. A we'll more half half Captain yes, America. Yes. So I guess so there was I guess some disappointment clearly that Baron Zemo was not involved for multiple reasons, not just because Zemo's cool in the MCU, but obviously it's the Thunderbolts and and historically comic book wise, kind of hard to have the Thunderbolts without Baron Zemo. Yeah. Well, I'm I would be interested to see who or what they're fighting because maybe that's where we're gonna get you know like you know people were saying like oh I bet Abomination is gonna be in this yep. or I bet and. Especially like you know, we won't talk too much about She-Hulk tonight, but but uh, the the uh, Abomination is in an episode or two of that, and he makes reference to like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go stay with like I have like six friends upstate that I'm gonna stay with. I'm like, is he talking about Thunderbolts? Is this, is this gonna be the thing? Is this where he's going after this? But I don't know. Yeah, now now we probably can just assume it's those groupies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, before we go too far into this, we, we not to overlook it, but we did get Cap, the Captain America New World Order announcements. So we know the le- we know the leader is going to be the villain in mm-hmm. that movie. After umpteen years, we finally get a we finally get uh, what Tim Blake Nelson as the leader. Finally, <laughs> cool. who's the other person on the Thunderbolts cast? The the woman? Do you mean Julia Louis Dreyfus? You mean as uh, what's her face Val as as the organizer? Is that, that supposed to be her? I don't think that's her. That's not. Yeah, that doesn't not, look like not that image. But what what image are you are you showing? Something that I'm not looking at. No, the uh, the the image that they that's gone everywhere for the Thunderbolts. The lineup. The only other person. The only other person on the team is 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 Contessa. As the or as the org is the brain behind the group. Oh, it's, that's Julia. I think on the corner. Yes, I think that's supposed to be Julia Louis Dreyfus. That is back. That is a terrible picture of Julia. Yeah, Louis-Dreyfus. yeah it doesn't look anything. Looker. It it looks like um. It looks like what's her name? Why am I forgetting her name? I don't know. You better From describe Agents of her. Shield. Oh, uh, 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 Agent, whether the the badass lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the but the team, yeah, but the 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 the, the actual field team will be uh, uh, Yelena, Bucky, Ghost, Taskmaster, U.S. Agent, and Red Guardian. So, so yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is way too many people with the same power set. Which doesn't mean they won't be fun to interacting, but that's not exactly how you, you would ideally put together a diverse team for skills. That you literally have three, you have literally have three super soldiers, and yes, you have Taskmaster, who is not by serum a super soldier, but essentially is because of her abilities to mimic and adapt to people's fighting styles. Agent Melinda May. It was driving me crazy. Oh, that's the yeah, one from, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was. Oh, she was also um. Was she the same character from uh, like Boba Fett's second in command? Yes, that's uh, Ming Na Wen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the reason I bring it up too is, yes, I know it's Yelena now, and obviously looking closer at her belt and stuff like that. But once when the image first showed up, like you know, when in, in a small form on a social media feed, I didn't think that was Yelena. I thought that was Quake. From Agents oh, of Shield in oh, the middle, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I guess 
other than the wrist gauntlets, but and the widow thing. But well, yes, no, she even had gauntlets in the show. So she's wearing, like, I she's was got like, the vest oh. on, Chad. She's got the vest. I know, on. I know, I know. Like you're looking closer, you can tell. But like, uh, I think they also uh, it 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 wasn't like D23, but I I think they've signed the actress up to play Quake again. I think that news had come out relatively recently before the Thunderbolts announcement. So that was kind of already floating in my head when I saw that image. I was like, is that Quake and Agent May? <laughs> that would be cool. I th- I would almost, ex- I think I would expect to see them in a Disney plus show before yeah, the movie. Probably. But I mean, I look at this cast. I'm, I'm just as surprised as everybody else is. Like I am, I am missing the variety that they could have had, but at the same time, it's kind of balanced out by the fact that there's characters in here that I am really happy we're going to to see again in like main roles when I didn't really expect to see them again anytime soon. Like I re- like Ghost was one of my favorite parts about uh, the Ant-Man sequel. So seeing her story continue is like outside of an ant-man movie is really cool to me red guardian was awesome and the fact that we get to continue the family dynamic between her and yelena is interesting to me and like john like everything that john walker did was probably like the most compelling parts about falcon and the winter soldier and like like there's so much like there's so much good stuff in this cast i just wish there was another like one or two people mixed in here that were more different from like a superpower set. I agree. I think that's, uh, it doesn't mean, again, it doesn't mean it won't be an interesting team and it doesn't mean it won't be that they can't do a lot with this. It's just that that isn't, that is an initial reaction and it's not an unfair reaction to have. It's like, well, okay, there's a lot of, repetitiveness in in their in their skill set yeah i don't so the reactions of confusion i i can understand it's the people who are automatically like wholly against it i don't get because the to to me and i i mentioned it when we when when they talked about was it san diego comic-con that they they told us it was it was on the the roster to be coming up i said then and there the potential that movie has to shake things up and give us something different is far more than i think people really give it credit for and that opinion hasn't changed with the announcement of who's on the team i think like i think i think the people who are like not confused by this but mad about this are just mad because they can't read into what this could be. They don't know what this is going to be. They can't speculate about what story they're going to tell or where they're going to go with this or how it impacts the MCU. They're so used to coming up with these theories about where things are headed that you give us an utter blank slate like this and they just get pissed. Um, is that everybody? No, but like, you know, that's just my personal opinion. But I I I see nothing in this lineup that gives me any reason to doubt that it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and like maybe like we've it's not like we haven't seen Marvel movies, like really good Marvel movies follow follow uh characters like this without like a more varied, like without throwing a Hulk in there or something. Like one of the best Marvel MCU movies, as far as I'm concerned, is um uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh. And there's like a small little Avengers team 
working together in that movie is Captain America, it is Black Widow, it is Falcon, and you got some Nick Fury on the side. That is a group, like, their skill sets together is not all that different from this Thunderbolts lineup. And that movie was awesome because they they knew how to use those characters in interesting ways that really worked for the story they were trying to tell and got a lot of other character drama. It, it, it This can work. Like, the biggest question is, like, just like you said, we don't know what function this movie has. Like, is this going to be Marvel's Suicide Squad? Is this going to be, like, a group that steps in to try and fill the gap left by the Avengers? Like the thing, like the closest thing to disappointment I could feel with this is that, you know, it occurred to me that, hey, we're getting a Thunderbolts team at a time when there's technically not an Avengers anymore. And that's just like how the Thunderbolts first showed up in the comics. Except when I look at this roster, I'm like, oh, I guess they're really not going to be able to do the thing that was the big hook for the Thunderbolts originally, which is like the whole. Like, I don't even know if I want to say it because it's like the best surprise Marvel ever, ever published. But like this, this probably won't have that same shocking turn to it. And I have a hard time looking at this team and thinking of them as Avengers replacements. And I'm just not sure about this as as the replacements movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they're all going to play football. Yep. <laughs> Where's Falco when we need him? Falco! Uh, which is a great movie, by the way. <laughs> Replacements was a fun movie. And like I think Dan mentioned, since we don't know who they're going up against, we don't know what their mission is. If we Once we get, once we understand that more, then it, it may make more sense. And yes, since this may be more, we'll take in, embracing the fact that nobody knows what the hell is going on with the Avengers since they haven't bothered to tell us in like three years. that. And that was soon to be four, uh, that the reality is this will maybe embrace that as part of the making that a real issue in the MCU itself. That, well, the Avengers are supposed to be a thing, but they never seem to show up. So now there's another team that shows up where the Avengers should be showing up. Like maybe maybe the reason, well, maybe part of the reasons, because I mean, part a big part of the reason is you already have these actors and these characters. So you want to use them. But maybe part of the reason why you make the the entire team street level for the most like street level super soldiers for the most part is because they're going to have to figure out how to tackle a threat that is way like above their weight class. Mm. Like this, it could, it could be something as simple as like, all right, well, the red Hulk is on the loose deal with it. Or it could go go goofy and be like, yeah, you know what? Here's Fing Fang Foom. There you go. Red Guardian, you got this right. <laughs> Bring your kid. I don't know. This is this is quickly turned into a movie where I want it to hurry up and get here just so I can see what it is. Yeah. And the other thing is is too is it's interesting now we have to play the game of trying in and I think part of it is we need to break down our our idea that just because something's a TV show doesn't necessarily mean it it doesn't matter to canon. Uh, or to the universe that's being built because I there's something in me that still thinks like oh it's going to be a, a a Disney Plus series as opposed to a TV show or as opposed to a film it must be less important to the overall story the MCU is telling 
there's something in just, you know, it's, it's not true, but it, it's a gut reaction that I have to this. Um, so like, I think about what the Thunderbolts movie could be. And then I see a trailer for something like secret invasion and I go, this should be a fucking movie, but then you don't know what the story is they're telling. And could they really tell it in a, you know, two hour, two and a half hour movie? Um, I don't know, but Secret Invasion looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of wish it was a film. Maybe yeah, that's guess. just maybe that's because it's Samuel Jackson. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, it does. I probably is a little concerned because it is such you would think something like that, even watered down, should still be they could do a movie out of it. Instead, it's going to be watering it down, quote unquote, to make it a TV show. It's like how what kind of importance ultimately is is it? you know, is it going to have just like, and we game and we got on the TV show. stuff. we finally got stuff. We talked about this after Comic-Con. We did the, to get the confirmation that yes, armor wars is still happening. <laughs> yeah. So just to, to run the, we don't have to talk about it, but the other news we got, we talked about Wakanda forever a little bit. Iron heart, uh, quantum mania was talked about. Armor Wars is getting Don Cheadle. Uh, they talked about Loki season two. Obviously we talked a bit about, they talked a bit about echo. Yes. Uh, Daredevil Born Again. Uh, obviously, the actors on the stage. Uh, and then if they talked about the Marvels. So. Oh, that is true. They did. They actually did show. It's, it's hard to remember. It's hard to remember some of the stuff because they didn't release a lot of that footage. I'm just scrolling through the Vulture right. article about and that. Uh, and yeah, and and for Daredevil, which is relevant, it's just the fact that this is really isn't like season four. That that that. Even though Charlie Cox is surviving as Daredevil, that it's don't expect basically everything that was continuity on Netflix to be rolled over into this show. That it's more like year one. So so it's like year one of this version of Daredevil as far as season one of Daredevil, not season four. So just take it as that. Not don't expect them to pick up on plot points and everything that you saw from the Netflix shows. They may do some of that potentially or do variations on it, but don't expect it. That's fine. I mean, I don't know many people that finished the Netflix show. Everybody started it and loved the first season and a half or so. <laughs> I know. I, I agree. I just think that show probably of all of them was the most popular. So I think that if there was yeah. one show, plus there's so many episodes of that, I think. I love Daredevil. I, 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 I liked, I think besides that, I like Jessica Jones more than some other people did. Oh God. Jessica Jones was the best. Yeah. Like there, just for me, for me, Jessica Jones is like like if Daredevil season one is like a really strong nine, Jessica Jones season one is a ten. Yeah. Oh, season one was with David Tennant. Is that season one? Yeah. 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 Season one was by far the I I like Jessica Jones as much as I I liked all the seasons of Jessica Jones as much as I could, considering <laughs> how inherently unlikable the character is. And I'm not a big fan of the actress. So you combine the two that I like that show way much more than I should have. I didn't just, I mean, I like Luke Cage too. I thought Luke Cage, because it ended in such a cool spot, it kind of sucks that we're never going to know where they were going to go with that. Just like Iron Fist, as, as bad as Iron Fist season one kind of was, I don't think I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people did. But season two was good and it ended in such an interesting place. They made yeah. a second season of Iron Fist? And yeah. We're, and we're, On purpose? Yeah. He's being funny. And we're no, never going to know. Are you being serious? Yeah, I had no idea. Oh, well, it's on Disney Plus. Watch it. Holy I think it's I think it's no, on Disney Plus. You can't make me. <laughs> well, season two is better than season one. It oh is. Oh, my God. And it ended in a really, really, really cool place. 
and it's again, still my least favorite of them but it, it did yeah oh my god I, I well, am, uh, but just just i can't believe i think i have to go i don't even know what to say jessica <laughs> hennick is so cool though with colleen that it's kind of hard not to like that show no. but i mean from but plus she was had such a huge role in the second season but yeah so they showed they they again part of the part of the problem with d23 quote unquote problem is like the same thing with comic-con is that there wasn't that much new stuff that, that he talked about it's just elaborating and showing you a few bits and pieces of things that you already knew that were coming nothing earth we just like the thunder we knew the thunderbolts were coming they just gave us confirmation and we probably would have guessed at least i don't know 50 to 50 to 60 percent of this team we probably would have guessed it's some it's just the repetitiveness of having all the super soldiers i mean bucky bucky had been rumored i mean we would i think most people would have said oh we know u.s agent's going to be on the team Yelena, u.s agent and yelena, yelena were given those were yeah. those were given um taskmaster in a way made sense because but as some people pointed out this is just shaping up to be black widow too because the half the team are, are leftovers from from black widow but which doesn't mean it'll be bad but you, because you know yelena is such an awesome character that yeah that it's it's it'll be really interesting and they've had that built-in dynamic obviously with with red guardian and then to see even though she doesn't have the relationship with uh taskmaster that natasha did but there's still you know there's still you know residual stuff there so that i am looking forward to thunderbolts and because again we don't know how they're going to frame it that is one of the one of the movies in phase five i'm i'm i am more interested in but it still would have been nice to get something completely out of the blue like or at least cut and i think that's in a way that's where marvel is it's like for better or for worse it's like exceeding or exceeding or even meeting expectations is tough and since phase four is not exactly the creme de la creme of marvel that it's 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 kind of a problem but yeah my number one is still blade even after d23 bladed i'm the most curious about and that's a that's a complete blank slate <laughs> but yes <laughs> because, but the horror thing the fact that they're clearly going down the horror road that's let's, yeah. let's let's see let's see how they do that and how they integrate the horror road with Obviously, doing that with the magic is easy. Doing the yeah, like, yeah, they they did it already a little bit, but yeah. let's see how far they go with it. Right. Yeah. Cool. And well, thanks I, for joining us again, Dan. Well, yeah. Oh, before before we get out, do we right. have anything anything special to say about Secret Invasion? I mean, other than it just looks cool, and I thought it should be a movie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I think again, what I said about TV versus film and, and why they choose one or the other still sort of stands. Yeah. It feels like it should be a movie when you say secret invasion and you say scrolls, I think it should be more important than it feels like it's going to be for me. But I, yeah, I, I think, I think other than that, mixture, it just looks cool. I think it's a mixture of like the fact that it was a big, a big, huge event when it was in the comics and you know, you're right to, to have that drilled into your head that like, oh, TV is lesser than movies because that's how it always was. Like we would always have like comic book stuff on TV, but it never touched the movies before. And like, it's really only since Disney started making their own shows with the film actors that that wall broke down. But yeah, I mean, it's Nick Fury is one of those characters that, I feel like I have to constantly remind myself continued on after phase one, because it feels like he's been like less and less relevant 
to the MCU. So the fact that we're going to get like a whole like a a series spotlighting him is really cool. And hey, let's give Samuel L. Jackson some more to do. And Amelia Clark. I'm happy to see Amelia Clark doing something. And hopefully. And and, uh, uh, what's his name? The the Mendelsohn? No, oh. secret secret agent white guy from Black Panther. Oh, oh, uh, Ross, Evan Ross, yeah. or whatever that. Yeah. yeah, Watson from Sherlock. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. But yes, uh, and Mendel and Ben Mendelsohn is always good, so it'll be cool yeah. to see him. Uh, and plus, again, we don't we don't even really know what the mass, you know, what the what the master plan of these scrolls really is. What they're what they're what the MacGuffin that they're after in this show is because it seems like they're supposed to be after. I thought I read something that they're supposed to be after some piece of Stark tech or something in this, uh, whatever well, that may be. That and the other feeling I got from the trailer was something fucking happened to Nick Fury in space. Yeah, because <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but this is big enough to bring him back. Yes, I hope this show really plays with the shapeshifter thing. Like, I want them to constantly trick us into who we think we're seeing. Because some of that trailer, Fury had an eye patch, and some of it he didn't. And I want that to mean it's not the same guy all the time. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, Dan, what do you got coming up, man? Uh, Next thing I have on deck at Mosaic Comics is going to be the question and answer video, the latest round of listener. Uh, questions and there's a lot of cool stuff in there about Green Lantern and not so much Green Lantern. It's it's gonna be a a wild roller coaster and it will be a couple weeks probably before that's done because it's gonna be a big one. Uh, you guys, a lot more of you ask questions than normal and I welcome it, but that just makes it take longer. So go on over to YouTube.com/slash c slash mosaic comics and subscribe so that you'll know when that comes out and while you're waiting go scroll through the backlog i've got tens of tens of videos about (laughs) about (laughs) definitely multiple minutes worth of quality content about mostly green lantern and sometimes other comics but you know it's it's just the channel is just a celebration of why i love the hobby so much and as far as I'm concerned, if you're not enjoying it, what are you doing? Why are you even here? So let's go have fun together. Mosaic Comics on YouTube. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Mark. If people want to reach out to us, how do they do so? Lanterncast at gmail.com. The website is lanterncast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Hashtag Geocast, people. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please leave us a positive review on all platforms that you listen to us on. Last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or text 708 Lantern, 708 Lantern, and let us know what you think. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.